Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street, USA. On this episode, we are dishing on all things festivals and Epcot. Consider this your Back to Basics with our Disney 101 series. We'll break down all the festivals in Epcot, our top tips for navigating a festival, and we are ranking our favorite festivals to help your Disney planning. I'm Colin. And I'm Bella. And together, we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton. And this is the Main Street Dish. And this is the Main Street Dish. I laughed when you guys said that last week. <laughs> I was about to sing like reunited and it, it feels yeah, good to be so back again. But um, yes, I did laugh. I was dying at the intro because I do say it a specific way. <laughs> I tried so hard. I was like, people are going to be like, thanks. <laughs> people are robbed without Bethany. I'm trying to, trying, to, trying to fill in the best I can. Yes. But the I- reason, there was a good reason you weren't on last week's episode. Yeah, I was festivaling it, so it's only fitting we talk about festivals today. (laughs) Seriously, seriously. It was the first day of food and wine. To be frank, I did not do a lot, and that was really intentional because we're back in two weeks to Epcot, and I would rather experience these things with you guys than kind of do everything without you. No. See? (laughs) What a moment. So I did a few things, and we'll talk about them, but uh, it it was fun to listen to you guys as an episode. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to it because I enjoyed it. I loved it. Well, it, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was. No, I'm yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I just, as I listened to the episode, I blew up our group chat and I was like, not to brag, but I did have coffee at Le Petit Cafe on Friday. <laughs> I was like, not to brag, but I did go to Nomad Lounge. <laughs> You were living our ideal Disney You day. really were. I, I was. Over the course of a few days, I kind of had to spread it out because I did have work when I was down there. But overall, worked out well. But it was fun to listen to that episode. You guys did great last week. And I enjoyed well, being a listener. I get what it's like to be the rest of you. I was laughing by myself. <laughs> oh, thank God. So the next time one of us can't be here, it should be me because I have yet to not be on an episode. And I would like to sit back and listen. You You had that opportunity. I did. Yeah. So you guys will just have to. There is one episode episode. Colin and I did together that you weren't on of the Festival of the Arts this year. It was a bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bonus. It was a bonus. That's why I haven't listened to it. You need to prep yourself next year when you go to Festival of the Arts, being that we're talking about festivals today. We'll touch on this. But when you prep yourself to go to Festival of the Arts next year, that's when you Mm -hmm. can listen to the bonus episode. Yep. There Mm -hmm. we go. Perfect. But uh, uh, I'm sorry. We are about to dive into festivals, but could you guys not have a better festival drink right now? Because I see this. <laughs> but do Shopper you know what hoppers? it is? No. Oh, oh. what Bethany, is this? No. Oh my gosh. It looks like it because it, it is totally does. Okay. It, 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 so yeah. related to related to the shop. Okay. Talking about the loaded shop. What's in the loaded shop at Tune and Lounge? Grapefruit vodka. Deep Eddie's specifically, yeah. right? Is this a Deep Eddie's cocktail? It is yes. a Deep Eddie's no. canned cocktail. It is. Grapefruit. I I'm not this right now. Hold on. I'm Bethany, not lying when I tell you. They are so good. This is the best canned cocktail I have ever, ever had. Ever. I, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating here. I will literally go to the store immediately after getting off this phone call. <laughs> it's Lit- so good. We got a variety pack, so it came with lime, lemon, and grapefruit. I had a lime before we. I kind of pre-gamed this whole situation, but I had a lime before we started, and the lime so was so good. It was like it tastes like biting into a lime. It was I, so fresh. It gave me Spindrift vibes. It yes, really but did. better. But better. I hate to say it, but better. Uh, well, different. I'll say different. It, yeah. Yeah, this but, is but this is phenomenal. So if you have not had these, go get them. No. Deep Eddie vodka and sodas. That's genius, and I need to try that. Deep Eddie's. I mean, the best. Already, already good to begin with, but coming through with it. And Bella said the best canned cocktail she's ever had. It is. It is. And I. No I, lie. I don't know what I expected. When yeah. I took the sip of his lime one earlier, but it was like, it's just fresh. It doesn't taste artificial. It doesn't taste like there's not heavy booze on the end. You know mm-hmm. how sometimes a canned cocktail can get really booze heavy at the end? Yeah. Um, this one isn't. It's very, very light. It's sweet enough. It's not super sweet. So I give this a 10 out of 10, 100 out of 10. Wow. Actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm, r- I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. It's kind of that little, you know, little touch of Disney. Love that. I'm not drinking anything special, so I'll just be envious of what you guys are drinking. Payback for last week. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I'm not mad. 
So let's talk about festival basics, right? So there are four festivals. They are all located in World Showcase inside of Epcot. And the four festivals are Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, Food and Wine Festival, Festival of the Holidays, and Festival of the Arts, all in order of which they debuted. Yeah, four great festivals that cover a lot of the year is what we'll say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Did I do the calculations and see how many days they cover of the year? Yes. And I was stunned but not stunned at the same time, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But four festivals that go throughout the year, I have done my due diligence to figure out all the details of the festivals. So, like, if you're thinking of planning a trip to Disney, and depending on the festival kind of depends on when you want to book it, we're going to give you the lowdown on all the festivals that might sway your opinions on when you should book your Disney vacation. Weather not included, because sometimes it's really hot, but... (laughs) (laughs) We have no, that's our disclaimer. We have no control over Florida weather. No control over the weather. I will say last week when I was down there for the first day of food and wine, it wasn't as hot as I expected it to be. Like it wasn't surface of the sun hot. It was, we're close to the sun, but not on the surface. (laughs) And weather is is super key in some of these because World Showcase is very unforgiving. There is not a lot of cover anywhere. So if it's, if it's scorching hot, you're going to suffer. If it's pouring rain, you're going to get soaked. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you need a winter jacket. Som- yep. Sometimes you do. And sometimes you flew down for a day and you didn't bring one and you freeze <laughs> to death and it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But let's kick it off. We're kicking it off with Ebcod International Flower and Garden Festival. That was the first ever festival to debut back in 1994. Wow. Shocked. Yeah, quite some time. It ran from April 29th to June 5th in 1994, and that was 38 days. (laughs) That's like nothing. No. Fast forward to this year, it ran March 1st to July 5th, which the July thing came back after the pandemic because pre-pandemic, it would cut off in late May, very, very early June. Yes. Yeah, sometimes even before Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So, you know, we've really expanded at this point. So March 1st to July 5th of this year for 126 days. And this is technically the longest Epcot festival. Wow. I know. I know. You know, because we think food and wine drags on for so long. This Mm -hmm. is technically longer by a few days. But I think there's a reason why this doesn't feel as long. And I'm going to discuss that right now of things that this festival has to offer, and we'll talk about them. So Disney describes this as topiary displays, exhibits, and gardens. So obviously, we have over 50 topiaries that are at Mm -hmm. Flower and Garden Festival. You walk around the festival, everywhere you turn, there is a beautiful topiary of some Disney character. Yes. What's everybody's favorite uh, topiary? Go. Oh. Kermit. Oh, that's a good one. And his little bike? Yeah. Oh. I just, I, I, I feel like it's like, and, he, and he's got the bike with a little flower basket on it. Yeah. I just find him. And he's moved around quite a bit yeah. throughout World Showcase. I mean, generally the topiaries are pretty true to the country or characters from that country. But Kermit's kind of, you know, he was on his bike. He's kind of doing a little lap around World <laughs> Showcase sometimes. But I always like to find him. Yeah, he's getting his exercise in. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He absolutely is. But yeah, Kermit's my favorite. I That's actually, I almost was like, I don't even have one, but I do. Oh. I'm, I'm dumb. Bell and the Beast, obviously. Oh, obviously. Yeah, I was obviously. Hoping obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, it's so pretty. It's right in France. It's like just the entrance, essentially. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there's a little bit more of an entrance prior to it, but it's where the fountain is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of like nestle between the fountains. Yeah. And like Cogsworth and Lumiere are there yeah. too. Like it's really, it's really well done. Yeah, so like before you would head actually into France, into the the guts <laughs> of France, <laughs> that's where the topiary is. And it is just beautiful. It's big. It's huge. The beast like, is mm-hmm. the beast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just the, the colors. I mean, it's just, and it's classic. I feel like it's been around for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I remember when she didn't have a face. Oh, Remember yeah. when the topiaries didn't actually have faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, will, I will give the horticulture team credit at Disney because, one, absolutely stunning job with the topiaries. But, two, if you think about it, now that they've expanded the festival from March 1st to July 5th, you hit two different seasons, which means you have two different sets of plants that you need throughout the time. So they really kill it. Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorites, too. 
I think my favorite, I think it's a tie. I love the Lion King. Oh, yeah. Because they're like holding Mm -hmm. Simba up and it's it's adorable. And usually that one's over kind of by figment that way over there. And then over in Germany, Snow White and all seven dwarves. All seven dwarves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I swear every time I walk up to that Snow White topiary, there's like a squirrel on her. There's something. (laughs) And I was like, this is the most Snow White thing ever right now. (laughs) Like she's like singing to the birds. They're landing on her. There's always some type of wild critter that's hanging around Snow White. So I just love that. I think that's so magical. Shout out to the horticultural team because they do a phenomenal job. And speaking of that, they also have the butterfly garden there, which yes. Bella's worst nightmare. It is mine not too. My I hate yeah. it. <laughs> no, I will. You will never see me within ten feet of that building. Never. But a lot of people really like they it. They love it. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it, it keeps coming back every year. Yeah, it, it does is- move. It, it hasn't been in like the same location. I don't think. At least festivals that I've. I I'm trying to think of the last few festivals. It's been over by um, right the next to the land. And then yep. there's always Pooh that now p- post-COVID, they have Pooh running in the grass and he has like yes, his little like, butterfly, butterfly catcher. It's really yes, cute. It is. <laughs> it is cute. It's, a fu- it's, it's not one that I go on often because like Bella, I don't love things flying around me, mm-hmm. but people love it. And it is beautiful. It is. They have all those monarch butterflies in there that are, they're beautiful. It's simply stunning. So if that's something you wanted to, always a good one. And another thing they have is the Garden Rock series, which is their nightly concerts that they have. And it kind of switches who their guests are throughout all that time. But you, like you can find, I believe Simple Plan was there last time. So shout out they to were. the millennials listening. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. But a good one. And then I didn't know this until I was doing my research. Do you know that in 1995, the festival debuted something that I think is a pretty big staple in Disney now? Like in Epcot. I had, when I saw this in the in the show notes, I had no idea. Yeah. We are talking about the miniature train in Germany. That debuted in 1995 at the Flower and Garden Festival. Wow. I would never have guessed. No. Like, I thought it's always been there. <laughs> Agreed. It just right. so like, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It totally does. <laughs> but now it makes sense that they have the little flags and everything where yes. they have the banners yes. that they put into it. If you've never stopped in Germany and looked at that train, have you even Epcotted? But at the same time, you need to prioritize that on your next trip. And no matter what the festival, it will they will be decorated for said festival. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah. So that's that's your notes. Any Anybody else have anything they want to add about flower and garden festival food yeah the cuisine is very very fresh oriented and Mm -hmm. pretty plates and floral yeah you know vegetables (laughs) fresh like any produce a lot (laughs) of produce (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like this is when epcot is its most beautiful i will say I, i wish that epcot just looked like it did for flower and garden all the time i'm like horticulture yeah good for you guys but like let's keep it going all year round like 24 <laughs> yeah. 7 people you can do winter too right now it's terrible but it, it, it is just so so stunningly beautiful and the cuisine is super fresh i enjoy most of the plates things are are, are a lot of edible flowers a lot of mm-hmm. floral notes a lot of things that are in there that are absolutely delicious so really light fare here but it's it's a great festival yeah i i mean we'll get into festival of the arts in a bit but i think this festival too is very good at picking up on the name of the festival flowering garden they really do embrace that yes, and there's so many things absolutely. like the honey bistro where it, it's completely honey themed and clearly has a lot to do with the garden that i like those details that really just feel like it's such a unique festival that's really embracing its name absolutely yeah always a good one though and it runs longest so if you're trying to catch a festival it's pretty much a good one to catch because you pretty much can't miss it. <laughs> Correct. It's also, to be honest, once you get past spring break, a great time to go down there. Mm-hmm. Lower crowds, especially when you hit that sweet spot between when all the spring breaks end. So right after Easter, pretty much until Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. That's a great time to go. We love going then. The weather is beautiful. I think yeah. for this festival, I mean, I have not been to Festival of the Arts, so I cannot comment about the the weather that, for that festival. But this festival has been the best weather that I've ever experienced in Disney. So it Agreed. is 
the epitome of we were joking about this the other day what's your favorite date yeah like yeah. <laughs> you just need a light jacket it is the festival where there's other festivals where you'll be freezing and there's other festivals Correct. where it'll be scorching the sun's earth and this is kind of just the balance where you just you just need that light jacket mm-hmm. i mean just or not it. a jacket at all but you know yeah yeah, yeah it depends. you're comfortable you're comfy exactly yes. yeah you, you are experiencing what you would ex- what you would expect and hope florida weather would be correct you know what i mean yeah but always a good festival one of one of my favorites you'll see when we talk later i think it tops a lot of our list it's close to the top but i am truly shocked that this started as 38 days and is now 126 days that's a big jump it's a big <laughs> jump huge jump <laughs> but you it's know it's a huge jump this is also the first festival that bella and i did together yes Aww. yeah Aww. it was mm-hmm. memories love that <laughs> yes um, but we are speaking of weather and, you know, it might be a scorcher <laughs> around the sun. Let's hop right into one that used to never be this way, but now is. This is Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival, which debuted in 1996. Wow. Technically, it actually was held in Disney Springs beforehand. It was a weekend event, and they ended up moving it to Epcot and debuting it as a festival. So it was like an event oh. beforehand. And then they just migrated it to Epcot to actually turn it into a festival. So debuted in 96, and it ran from September 28th till October 27th. If you tell me now, I would tell you that was the perfect dates for this festival still. Oh. Oh, hands down. 100% Hands down. (laughs) Not even a question. That is the perfect time, and I would book a trip just during those 30 days just to go and see this. Correct. And like Bella said, it's the first one lasted 30 days. And this festival was moved to Epcot and became a thing. It was, I think, based on the Veil somewhere in Colorado. They have a food and wine festival out there. Mm. And so the team at Disney based it on this. And it was put because that was such a lull time for the year where, you know, the crowds were down and down and they needed to bring in an audience. And now Disney says, we'll bring you in from July 27th to November 18th because those are the dates this year for a whopping 114 days. Wow. It's too long. It is. I, I, you know, I think food and wine is fall vibes, you know? Yeah. It gives me fall. Yeah. I mean, they serve soup, you know, and I just feel like... (laughs) At multiple booths. <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. Like, lots of soup. Lots of hot soup on hot days. Yeah. You it, know? it is totally, it has always given me fall vibes. And it's unfortunate that it's extended into the summer. I don't right. mind the later extension. Going more into November, I totally understand. But bringing it into July, I just, I don't know. It, it takes the novelty away yeah. for me. Yeah. I think there was a time where there was a beauty and diet Epcot. Mm-hmm. And it's not there right now. I mean, I think because Epcot's going under a lot of construction. So maybe hopefully when things open up, they might just... I know it's better for a lot of people that travel with these festivals being longer. But again, they're they're so long. They're so long. But I did find this information and I found interesting that in 1996, most food items were between $1 and $3. And Epcot emission was only $42. (laughs) What I would give to go back to 1996. <laughs> what do you even buy for $1? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what well, the menu was like then? Yeah. Well, th- this right yep. under there, the original menus. But, <laughs> but still there from that original menu are the soup. <laughs> yay soup. And uh, the apple strudel in Germany. Yeah. Two great choices. Is, two classics. Yeah, classics. Absolutely. But still, still around. They survived COVID. But let's talk about what did not survive COVID. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I think when we get into rankings, people all the time, we have made it very apparent that food and wine is not our favorite festival at the moment. And this is the reason is because we're going to talk about a few things that are all gone since COVID and have never come back. And I think it is what made food and wine such a great festival and really made it a festival for foodies and for winos. So they used to have seminars, tastings, cooking demos, breakfast with chefs, parties, you name it, they had it. You could go and do a seminar on wine, a seminar on beer. You could literally go watch a cooking demo with a chef and then have a questionnaire after it where you could talk to the chef about things. None of this has returned since COVID. And I think this is what made food and wine so unique to me because there was so much to do. And now there's just 
besides eating, there's like nothing. Yep, exactly. And actually in 2019, before everything closed down, I did one of the seminars and it was awesome. It was in that building between that show building world show place yes yes yes. yeah um yes where they have had booths in the past now but for at that (laughs) moment to hide from the heat yes (laughs) at that moment it was for a seminar but they went through all the wine that we were tasting they paired it with this awesome pasta dish that was so delicious and it was just a unique experience that you don't often see really in disney yeah. too often you know and then it was so unique to the festival and there were other things we could have done that was just the one thing we chose to and do. not to mention i mean your your family owned a restaurant your dad your dad's a, a, a chef himself mm-hmm. and he enjoyed it yeah yeah, yeah he did he did and he's <laughs> yeah. a big he loves wine he loves he, he you know knows a lot about wine i do not his I, craft if know? it tastes yeah. good it's good you yeah. know? <laughs> but uh, i don't know much the but bar he is knows, high. yeah exactly <laughs> He knows a lot about wine. So, you know, when they were going through everything, you know, he really enjoyed it. And that is definitely what's missing now. Yeah. I think if they bring that back, this festival could easily get right back into contention for one of the best festivals. Because, you know, I think it is a unique take where you get to try all these things from different places around the world. They add extra booths here that are different countries. You know, you have Brazil and Spain that you don't see at other festivals. Those are exclusive to food and wine. And I think there is such a unique take on that. But I just miss that other aspect because, yes, there is a lot of food to sample. But I miss those things that I think brought a lot of life into the festival because I had a great time when I was down there for food and wine. But like Colin said, we are just talking about Flower and Garden, how the entire park is beautiful. It looks so empty right now. Mm-hmm. There is there is not a food and wine sign anywhere, like in any of the topiary type places, any of the flower beds, except for at the very front of Spaceship Earth. Nowhere else has any mm-hmm. food and wine wow. signage. It just, I was like, oh, it's fine. We came in through the International Gateways for the first day of the festival. And I was like, where is a single sign to let me, I don't even know I'm at a festival right now. So I feel, I feel like they phoned this one in a little bit since COVID. They yeah. extended it, but phoned it in. Yep. Yeah, right. I I agree. And I think, it, it, and for those reasons, it's currently overhyped for yeah. sure, because I think it did deserve hype before. Uh-huh. And now the things that made it deserve it are gone. Yeah. And I, I will say that, even at the other festivals that we're going to talk about, I've had dishes that I felt were more of a foodie dish yeah. than at food and wine, where I feel like should be the foodiest of foodie dishes that are presented at an Epcot festival, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel uh, like sometimes food and wine is the most disappointing dishes. Yeah. You're not wrong. Though, Which makes no sense. It doesn't It doesn't make sense, but it's all Italy good. trying to make a comeback, so we'll talk about that in a minute because... Mm-hmm. Not bad. But there are two things that I think do stand out for Food and Wine Festival. And one that started in 2002 is the Eat to the Beat concert series. Again, mm-hmm. if you're if you're a millennial, even if you're a boomer, to be honest, they have a lot of good music artists. You'll have Boys to Men, 98 Degrees, Hanson, mm-hmm. yes. Kenny G. Kenny G. Better be back this year. <laughs> I will book a trip just for that. But that's a good concert series, and you can do a dinner package. I don't always recommend it unless it's a crazy artist that's going to be impossible to get a seat because mm-hmm. then you're committing yourself to dinner during a food festival. But yeah. Um, and then the other one is the food and wine half marathon weekend. Yes. Right. So if you're a runner, this is the only festival that has a designated a weekend. A- Correct. Of running. So if running and eating and drinking is your thing, this actually is the festival for you. It is not our journey. (laughs) No. It was. It was. I have have done two run Disney races and I have looked at doing this one, but it is always like the worst possible weekend for me to go away. So I have never done it and i don't foresee myself doing it anytime soon i would well, i would do another one i, I was totally about to say, would if we do a, if we do a run disney event we should do this one yeah we totally should yeah i don't I, know if i, I, wanted, I don't know if a half, half marathon I'll is do a our half journey though or a 10k what if, i'll do a 10k 
no, no, you can do the half. We'll yeah. do the other two with you. We'll do the five and 10K with you. And then you yeah. can do the half and we'll yeah. be your cheerleaders. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah, you I'll can, do that. You can yeah. catch us on the boardwalk cheersing our mimosas to you as you run by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're welcome to chug one. I won't be mad. No, no, no. You won't even see me. I'm so fast. You'll be like, what are you calling Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Flash. <laughs> no, no, with the these flash, legs? No. Yeah. Gazelle. I just go. <laughs> But yeah, if you're into running, that's actually a really good festival to go to because it's usually the first weekend in November, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but if you're a runner, that's been around a while, too, the running at that festival. So, all right, moving right along, we're going to Epcot's International Festival of the Holidays. It technically debuted in 1996, but it was just called the Holidays Around the World Celebration. Mm-hmm. And there were no festival booths like we know them today during the initial festival until in 2016 it became what is known as Epcot's International Festival of the Holidays. So back in 1996 when it made its debut all I could find out was it debuted on November 29th 1996 that's like the only info I got but when it became a festival finally in 2016 like the festival we know it ran from November 25th to December 30th of 2016 which lasted 36 days And this year, if you're looking to go and plan a trip, it runs November 24th through December 30th. So a one-day difference, which I'm assuming has to do with Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving falls. So it is 37 days this year. When the festival booths debuted back in 2016, they had seven food booths. And last year, we don't know, obviously, for this year yet, there was 16 food booths. So over double the amount of food booths. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good festival, though. I love Festival of the Holidays. I love it, and I think, I think I love it. Sometimes I, I go back and forth on which one's my favorite. No, we're not doing that. Yet. I know, I know, I know. I'm not, not talking about yet. it. I'm not talking Ella, about we're it. We're not doing that yet. I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> that the reason Festival of the Holidays is up there for me is because of how short it is, mm-hmm. and because it feels unique to that, that time of year, right? Yeah, I mean, it feels so exclusive. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. It is, it's a reason to be there. Yeah, and it feels like Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, the vibe is just fantastic. The decor is beautiful uh-huh. around Epcot. The food is also, I think, pretty good. I mean, I don't think I've uh-huh. really had a, that bad of a dish there. I've had worse at other festivals, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I, it's, it's up there for me, for sure, mainly because it's smaller it's a little bit more quaint. It's a per- it's the perfect time of year. It does get a little chilly. Yeah. It can get a little chilly, but it's up there for me. <laughs> Disney, if you're listening, serve all your soup now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, th- this to me just feels like the quintessential festival. Mm-hmm. It is what a festival should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's slightly limited. It should be totally immersed in the theme that it's presenting. I think that it's great. The dishes, some... some pay homage to their Mm -hmm. (laughs) cultural counterparts a little bit more true to character than others do i would say some sometimes take some uh some some liberties there but i think that in general most of the food is delicious i think it's it's great that there's a lot of cultural representation as well throughout Mm -hmm. the festival Mm -hmm. so i just i just love this one yeah there's two things that in addition to food i really enjoy one is the holiday storytellers throughout world showcase yes if you've never seen this this is in my opinion a reason to book a trip Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You go country to country and you have them telling their version of whatever holiday you are there for. So it could be Christmas. It could be Hanukkah. And you have people tell the origin of the holiday in their country. And I just think there's something and it's like they're fully immersed in character. Yes. Um, I just think it's something that's so special and unique to this festival that really makes this and it's free. Like you just walk around and they're they're standing there. There's no charge for this. I just think and, it's magical. And it and it's so great for kids too. Yeah. Like this entertaining. Is, yeah, exactly. Entertaining. This is such a great festival for kids of a certain age. I don't think young, young kids, but kids that can stand there and listen to these storytellers and just get immersed in that culture and that holiday and just, you know, have a good time with it. I think it's probably one of the best, I think, for kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus the cookie stroll, you know? Yeah, yeah. cookie stroll for sure. Mm-hmm. Never matter. Get a, a cookie Get stroll. a cookie, mm-hmm. learn about another culture. Isn't that mm-hmm. wonderful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cookies and culture, amazing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then obviously probably the biggest thing that people talk about 
is the candlelight processional that is over in the American Adventure at the American Gardens Theater. This actually debuted in Magic Kingdom in 1971 and was officially wow. moved to Epcot back in 1994. Wow. So, wow. So before the festival started, it was already relocated to Epcot. But yeah. this is, if if you want to hear the whole story behind Christmas, this is your thing to go to. And you're going to get a pretty famous storyteller. Last year, I went to Josh Gad. Olaf Amazing. himself. Yep. We saw... We saw Ming-Na Wen, who was yes. the original voice of Mulan. Yes. Love that. Amazing. Neil Patrick Harris has done it. Always I, does he, it. Always. Yeah. Uh, always. Did he do it last year? He did it. Uh-huh. Yep. He's at the very beginning of the season, usually. Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, even like Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. like, you know, there there's some, some, some really big names that come forward and do this. Yeah. Ye- yearly. Year after yes. year. We did just say, like, the Eat to the Beat concert series. I was like, you don't need to do the dining package. If you are trying to go to the Candlelight Processional and it is somebody pretty famous like Josh Gad, you need to get the dining package because that guarantees you a seat there. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, and where the concert is, it's not that big. I mean, yeah. it's 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 an okay size, but it's definitely not that big. So yeah, and I mean, don't don't stress. I mean, some people will will stand in line also for hours, hours, uh-huh. depending on who the speaker is. But I mean. They're not going to stop you from standing. I mean, it is an open theater. You're going right. to hear it as you're walking by. It's not closed off. But I also, one thing I love about this too, is they have a cast member choir uh-huh. that sings every single year. My sister was in it one year. So we went and we watched her sing in the candlelight processional. It was, re- it was really remarkable. So a nice way to highlight the cast members as well. Yeah. And Voices of Liberty are in it as well. Mm-hmm. They sing in there. And yes. um, they also do some local schools. So it's like lo- local high school students that get to go and sing in Epcot, which is amazing. One year I sat next to a mom whose kid was in it and I cried with her because it was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me crying on the candlelight processional. But that is one, if you've never done it, it's it's something really magical. Like it is a really great time. And again, you'll have some crazy famous celebrity narrators that usually are pretty much related to Disney in some kind of way. Whether or not oh, they're yes. like super fans or like you have Olaf, you know? Yeah, like John John yeah. Stamos has done it. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like he's just yeah. a super, super uber fan. Disney fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Going to the final festival, which is the newest festival. Uh, That is Epcot's International Festival of the Arts. And when we say new, we mean pretty dang new. This debuted in 2017. So fresh, a fresh festival. She's a fresh baby. Uh, (laughs) Debuted in 2017 and it ran January 13th to February 20th of 2017 on weekends Weekends only, only. Friday through Monday. So that means the festival ran for a total of 24 days since it only ran on the weekends. This year, it ran the same exact days. It ran January 13th to February 20th, but it was 38 days because it ran seven days a week. And then when the festival debuted back in 2017, there were eight booths, and this year there were 18 booths. And Disney describes this as visual arts, performing arts, and culinary arts, and I think that describes this festival perfectly. It really does. I wouldn't know. (laughs) <laughs> this is the only festival Bella hasn't been to, and she will be going next year. I must. Correct. There's no choice. Correct. I think this captures, we were talking about Flower and Garden and how that, I think, really does capture the name. This, to me, is the epitome of capturing the name. There is every aspect of art that you can find. So you'll have photo ops. You have the expression section which is the paint by number so you get a brush and you have this huge mural that you're working towards with a bunch of different people they said they run through with them like every three to four days so every three to four days that'll become a new mural and you get a bookmark but you get to paint my number it's a lot of fun you can buy fine art throughout the festival there are booths everywhere to buy everywhere that's my dad's favorite festival i don't think it's a festival of the arts unless he buys a tinkerbell something (laughs) right yes something And they'll ship it home to you. So you buy it and then they'll take care of everything. So that's really nice. Then when it comes to performing arts, we have the Disney on Broadway's music series. So again, back in that American Gardens Theater where the Candlelight Processional and Eat to the Beat is. And they have stars that were on Broadway with Disney. So you'll find like Patty Murin was there. She originated the role of Anna on Broadway. You'll find these 
Broadway stars singing every night. Some of their some of the stuff they sung in those shows and some other Disney stuff as well. And then over at World Showcase Plaza, which is kind of like right when you walk up to the World Showcase, you can find both musical and performing artists. So they'll have acrobats, they'll have a harp player, they'll have a bunch of different things that really capture the performing arts. So I love this festival because it literally hits every type of art, including culinary arts that are also visually pleasing. Yes. Probably some of the most beautiful plates I've had at a festival were here. Yes. And some of the coolest presentations, too. Uh Uh-huh. This festival just knocks it out of the ballpark when it comes to presentations of food. Everything is a literal work of art when it comes on your plate. You're like, I don't understand how you can mass produce something this beautiful. It's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. And delicious. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of that has to do with how small it is, though. Correct. As well. You know how small, how short. Quality over quantity. Yeah, just like why the Festival of the Holidays, I feel like, has... A very similar vibe in terms of quality, mm-hmm. food quality. It's just a smaller festival, you know, and it yes. and they you expect that quality each time because it's not dragged on for months and months and months where you could go to the same booth four times and have something different. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're less likely to visit these booths, maybe more than that. Yeah, right? that's true. Like, so I and feel al- like and also you're not finding any rotating menus at these bo- yeah, you know, these yeah, festivals exactly. like. Yeah. <laughs> Every three hours, the menu rotates. That would be <laughs> yeah. a rotating menu. There. Correct here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is just, if you are a true lover of the arts, you have to add this to your bucket list. And this time of year, great to go. I mean, mm-hmm. we were wearing sweatshirts during this festival this year on the first and day of the festival. And we were cold. Yeah. Freezing. I was like, Freezing. so where is the hot cocoa at? Where? Yeah, seriously. They do have a sipping flight at this festival, right? Yeah, that the Mozart one. Yeah. We love a Mozart moment, and it was cold enough to enjoy a little hot hot, hot chocolate sipping moment. It was. The other things that they have at this festival that are really cool are they have the animation experience mm-hmm. that happens. You can sit in the American Gardens Theater, and you can take an animation class. I very did not similar, know that. Very uh-huh. similar to what you would do wow. at the uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch over in Animal Kingdom, that animation experience. They have that in world showcase which is really cool they also have artists we said that they are selling live art but the the, actually the artists themselves are there Mm -hmm. to talk about their art and and talk about their process and some of them are actually like creating pieces yeah during the festival actually painting beautiful pieces of artwork you can Uh walk up and like chat with them it's just such a cool interactive awesome experience to be totally immersed in all things art so it was a really cool experience and i'm just like i can't wait for you to go yeah, I you can't wait for me to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When we have you go this year, though, we're going to do an overnight where you have at least one night there because I'd like to go back both days because there is so much to see at this festival for being so short that I feel it is like this is just to me, if you've never been, you have to add this out of all festivals. You have to add this one to your bucket list. This one is just so different than so many other festivals. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, those are the the four festivals at the moment in Epcot. Here's the thing. Would we get a new festival anytime soon? I think not because of how much they've expanded all these festivals. I was literally going to ask you guys at the end of this if you think that there's going to be another festival. And I was going to say, I don't think there is going to be able to ever be a new one unless they shorten Flower and Garden and shorten Food and Wine and do a summer yes. festival. I like That's what I would think. Like a summer block party. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Where you have great grilling, lots mm-hmm. of great Barbecue. summer foods. Yeah. yeah. I'm desperate. Yeah. Sure. I'm desperate for that to happen. Like a good I mean, summer blowout. Big summer they, blowout. They, oh, my they, gosh. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But they need <laughs> something. Yeah. They need something to pull people in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, multiple times and, a year, And right? I totally, I do understand why, you know, when, when we were coming out of COVID and even during COVID, why they expanded because the park capacity had gone down. Yeah. So less people were able to get into the parks and see these festivals. So it was only fair mm-hmm. that these festivals expanded to give people more of an opportunity to go and experience them. But now I feel like we're at a point where they are starting to become lackluster. Yeah. yeah. The festivals are becoming lackluster, especially when you're talking about food and wine. Food yeah. and wine can't be the way that food and wine was for as long as it is now. Correct. It's There's it's no the way shelf- for that to happen. Correct. It's yeah. a shelf of festival it used to be, and it is now so long. 
to give me such a like phoned in, in my opinion, festival compared to the quality of these other festivals that we're talking about that just truly blow food and wine out of the water. Totally. I'm just saying I think a summer festival would be good and Wandering Oaken would make a great mascot for it. He's yeah. in Epcot and frozen totally. on the ride. And like, all the booths will be indoors. <laughs> Picture it now. Air conditioning. <laughs> Wouldn't be mad. <laughs> no, no hot soup. <laughs> yeah. Number one, gazpacho only. <laughs> That's correct. They could have an entire booth on just hot dogs. Yeah. Just saying. Mac and eats. The hot dog station. Hot dog yeah. station. <laughs> They're just like at 7-Eleven, you know, and then they're constant roller, you know, just sitting in the case. As long as they have good buns, it's, it's fine. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Step up your game if that's going to be a whole festival booth, you know? Yeah, I, have, I have a name for the booth. Award wieners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> it, it, yeah, is. it is. It is. <laughs> so since Epcot is only festivals now. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't even tell you how many days festivals run in Epcot. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So how many... So do you want to say the number of days the festivals run or the number of days that Diet Epcot exists? Both. But I <laughs> want you guys to guess first. I mean, we went over the numbers. I want you to guess first how many days there is a festival in Epcot. Okay. 322. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colin? I tried to do quick math, but I forgot some of the numbers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guessed. Uh... I was going to say like 310. I will give this one to Colin because it is 315. Wow. Yes. Rude. We're, I mean, we're in the same ballpark though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which means there's like 50 days, give or take the year, that there is not a festival in Epcot. What a rarity. <laughs> if, you, if you're in Epcot during the diet Epcot, just know that you're like, it's, it's like a, a unicorn. unicorn day. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Get your, get your poutine, get your get your egg roll, and just be happy, okay? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's crazy. That's that. It's about fifty days. So that's wild, insane, mm-hmm. wild. But like I said, yep. so since since Epcot is only festival Epcot now, um, let's talk about some of our festival tips. I mean, we've been going to festivals. <laughs> clearly, we've been going to festivals long enough that we have a lot of tips for festivals. But let's yeah. let's dive in with some of our festival tips. So the first tip when you go to a festival. Don't book dining. No, no. <laughs> In Epcot, don't do it. No, you're there to snack. Correct. That is going to be your journey. It is going to, you're going to maybe pay more than you would have at a dining reservation. <laughs> maybe similar. <laughs> Depends. Depending on what it is. But you're going to snack your way through World Showcase. It's going to take a lot longer. You are not going to want to spend any time or calories sitting down and eating at a restaurant. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I think like your only benefit is an air conditioned break. And to that, I say, go watch the Beauty and the Beast show. Exactly. Correct. Go on Frozen. Yeah. Take those breaks instead. Because, again, there's just so much to eat. And especially at a festival like Flower and Garden and or Food and Wine, there is so much food. There are so many booths. We're like upward to almost 30 booths at this point. Skip the dining reservation. It's just not worth it. You will not be able to tackle the festival in like one day. It's like for people that are pros like us, it's not even possible half the time. No, it's not. We skip things. We get to uh-huh. a point where we're like, we, we have just to. can't. Yeah. yeah. And we're sharing and we just like can't even. But Correct. Which brings us to our other tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our yeah. biggest tip. This is, share. Yeah. It's, yes. If you want to try everything at the festival, you need to share. Yep. You have to. We, we, we get a couple forkfuls, you know, of, of every dish. That's essentially how it works. I mean, and then you know it's good when we're like, I'm going back and getting one for myself. Yeah. Correct. So true. Correct. Um, the first day of the festival, I thought I was going to go alone and shout out to Jeremy and Kara for coming with me and eating everything because it's impossible to actually do that by yourself. I was on a mission to do it by myself and I'm so thankful I didn't because I got to try a lot more than I would have. And I didn't even try a lot because, again, it, there's just so much. But sharing is caring at yep. festivals. But that's that's the point. You're going to have to make a choice if you're going if you're going by yourself, you're going to have to make the choice to mm. be super choosy about yeah. what you want when you go with a group. You don't have to be. Yeah. You 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 can quote unquote afford to yeah. just get what what get what you want because it's not that big of a commitment. 
as far Correct. as eating a whole dish, you know. Correct. And budget-wise, when you go with a group, that helps out as well. It does. It does. But speaking of budget. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Budget for a festival yeah. in advance and get a gift card. They yes. sell at every festival. They sell wearable gift cards that are t designed for that festival. So at Flower and Garden, it's like a little elastic thing that goes around your wrist and it's a little flower um, mm -hmm. with the little bee mascot on it. But it's a great way to preload a gift card and just to swipe that card at every festival booth, not fumbling with your wallet or okay. anything. The only thing you're else you're going to have to have handy is your ID if, yeah. if you're getting an alcoholic beverage. Um, but number one, you can determine how much money you're going to spend before you get started and you get lost in the black hole <laughs> of spending that as a festival. And then two, it, it's just easy access. It's yeah. so, so clutch. Yeah. And I also like, like, we'll both have a gift card, even though we're all together. Like we'll yes. each have our own gift card, just go up. One of us will take this booth. The next person will go to the next booth. And like, we have gift, gift cards left over from Disneyland. And it's like, I think 150 bucks or something like that. And that's perfect. That's going to be festival. our Absolutely. festival food. So it's totally worth it. Totally mm -hmm. worth it. And what's really great with Disney gift cards is if you have a few, maybe one has 25, one has 30, one has five cents. You can add them all if you go onto, I don't know the exact website, but if you just Google Disney gift card, yeah, <laughs> you can log in and then you can add all your gift cards onto one gift card. So you have a total on that one. Um, I think you just can't have more than $1,000 on a single Correct. gift card. But that's also a great way. Like if you go, if you're going to the festival a few days, you know, yeah. and you, and you, ha you end up buying gift cards each time you go or whatever it might be and you have multiple gift cards, you can combine them, which is great. But we have used gift cards literally every, every single, single festival, every single festival, every single trip. We even use gift cards for outside of festivals, but gift cards are, I think, the way to go. But yeah, the I fully agree. I used it when I was at the festival last. It's just so easy. It's right around your wrist. You whip it out. And I'll be honest, they're supposed to ID people that look under the age of 30. And clearly I'm aging because I <laughs> barely got asked for my ID on this trip. I think I got asked for my ID at one festival booth. So I didn't have to whip anything out of my bag, which was super, super nice. And I will say, we're talking about budgeting. So how much money should you put on your gift card? Great question. I am going to put up, because I have fixed it on our Patreon, my spreadsheet of every single mm. festival item. So it has every single festival item, how much it costs. You put in the quantity that you want to order, and then it gives you a running total of how much your total is going to be. And the good part about festivals in Epcot is taxes already included. So what mm -hmm. you yes. see is what you pay. So you can budget super well for this, and that'll go up over on our Patreon. It'll probably be free over on our Patreon as a, you know. But it's a fun place to be over there. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> we have we have a good time over there. We do, we but do. I'll post that over there. So if you're interested in going to a festival and you want the spreadsheet, head over to our Patreon and I'll post it. Yep. So other other quick things that you're going to want to do for a festival, of course, other quick things that you're going to want to do at every festival is you're going to want to grab a festival passport. They have them for free at every single festival marketplace. Generally, all the walk-up concession stands will have passports right up by the checkout area. So go up, grab a passport, keep track of everything that you're that you're trying. It has full lists of everything in there. There's opportunities for you to get stamps in your passports at every festival booth you go to. So if you're going with kids, it's a fun way to kind of keep track of all the countries that you visited. Other things you're going to want to do, you're going to be on World Showcase. It's going to be hot. Hydrate. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. If you're like us, you're also going to be drinking too. So make sure that you're hydrating as always. Yeah. Bring and a reusable water bottle. Yes. Correct. Because the one thing about a festival is we always talk about places you can get free water. Booths do not have free water because of right. how they're set up. The free water comes from anywhere that has a soda fountain and they do not have them there. So if you were to do that, you'd have to buy a bottle of water. However, there are tons of of water bottle refill stations around Epcot at this point. So yes. bring a reusable water bottle, totally worth it. But just note, you cannot get free water at festival booths. So remember to hydrate because it's easy to skip. I just suck it up and buy a bottle of water every once in a while to make yeah. sure I'm hydrated. Yeah, yes. Same. But yes, that is a great, great tip. Mm -hmm. One other thing that isn't on our list, just something so you can be kind of hands-free. If you bring a bag into the park, bring a belt bag. Yeah. Get one of those belt bags or a fanny pack. That's what they're called, right? The ones that go like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Crossbody. Yeah. Crossbody. Yeah. Any type of bag that you do not have to hold. Yeah. Because you want your hands free to eat. 
Correct. And you're, you're going to be you're going to be carrying Correct. You're little be, tiny you're plates. You're going to need both of your both of your hands. Something yeah. very very light. You're going to be doing a lot of walking. So mm-hmm. if you're going to bring a bag, just try to pack as light as possible and bring minimal stuff into the park. And I do find that having a belt bag on, it's easy to grab your ID out if Correct. you need it. It's just right there. So just a little tip as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Our last tip is avoid the first day of a festival. <laughs> we don't take that advice. but <laughs> We give it. <laughs> yeah. Do as, do as we say, not as we do. And Correct. I will say this because when I was there this week, I walked by China probably around 1 p.m. The line was all the way back to Norway. For China people, that's a third party where the food probably never really measures up to what you're paying. Right. All the way back. It was like snaked around the queue and all the way back to Norway. And I was like, you could not pay me to get in that line right now. But then I went, you know, a few days later and there is no one in line. The first day of the festival is you're going to stand in line. Yeah, You are going to stand in line. And there is no Genie Plus for festivals. But if they did mobile order, come on. If you made that a thing, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, my God. I know. I'd take my money. Exactly. Even Disneyland does it that if you buy, you can literally pay for anything at any of the festival booths. And then you just show up to the window and they'll mark off what you've bought. So you can buy everything at one festival booth. And then you just bring your receipt to each place and they cross it off as you go. That's phenomenal. I would love Mm -hmm. that. There's a lot more booths in Disney World, but still, it's nice. That is nice. But generally, the first day is going to be riddled with crazy food influencers. (laughs) Like Filming their reactions in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) We would never. We would never. Um, But also, you know, most weekends generally are pretty crowded on festivals because, again, a lot of opportunity for locals Mm -hmm. um, to to come out and enjoy a festival. But generally... Go on a weekday, start early. Yeah, also, start some, when it opens. St- uh, right when it opens. And also some festival booths are open early and, and mm-hmm. sell exclusive breakfast items as well. So you don't want to miss out on those. Mm-hmm. All right. So the time has come to rank your festivals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bella, you go first. Okay. Well, You almost let it slip anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't been to Festival of the Arts, so I'm only picking between three. Asterisk on yeah, there. exactly. But definitely Flower and Garden for me. However, Festival of the Holidays always is a close one to Flower and Garden. And depending on how it is this year, it might go above Flower and Garden for me. I just think that each year, I always kind of forget about how good it is until I'm there and I'm in in Epcot with the decorations, with the vibe. You know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of forget. But it definitely goes Flower and Garden, Festival of the Holidays, food and wine, very low. You know, like a drop off. Yeah, yeah. It's not third. It's like yeah. low, low, low. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bethany. Okay. So I will say my number one festival is Festival of the Arts. Mm-hmm. I love farts. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. it, it is <laughs> it is my favorite. I just think that it fully encompasses everything that the name says. They've done a great job with it and I absolutely love it. Number two. I'm right back on Bella's train. It is Flower and Garden, Mm -hmm. followed by Festival of the Holidays and closing it out with Food and Wine. And I desperately want Food and Wine to have its redemption arc and come back because I think if that comes back, like, it would be a competition because I do love Festival of the Holidays so much. But I think it would be a competition because right now it is taking a very clear fourth place. Like it's like at the bottom of your list too. We're not, they're not like the top three are really competing with each other and potentially could knock each other off at any moment. And food and wine just can't for me right now. Nope. Yeah. So is your number one food and wine? <laughs> just to be, you know, I like ends. to be different. Yeah, no. Uh, no, absolutely not. My my first is Flower and Garden, of course, and I I think it also there's a little bit of nostalgia in there for me too that that ties into it. Yeah, Flower, Flower and Garden's always over my birthday, so generally like my birthday trips always mean that I get to go to Flower and Garden, and also I just very much enjoy the cuisine. I enjoy the vibe. I enjoy that Epcot looks really nice, so that's definitely a win for me. Second is actually Festival of the Arts, and then third is Festival of the Holidays. I would say it's like two like my rankings one and then two and 2.5 you know it's yeah. they're, they're literally like bethany said at yeah. any moment one could dethrone another those two don't have the nostalgia aspect mm-hmm. that flower and garden have for me but then way dropped off at the end is food and wine mm-hmm. sorry food and wine yeah sorry about well, it you just have good competition 
then that 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 is exactly it. There are just so many festivals right mm -hmm. now. I mean, there's four. That's a lot of festivals in one park. Yeah. Takes up pretty much the entire year. And I do think that if food and wine can bring back what they have lost, shorten it, mm -hmm. I think it would be so much better and in competition with the others. Agreed. Old food and wine would compete. Like, that used to be. Oh, yeah. It'll get back one day. I have faith that Disney will. But, you know, shorten it and give us the big summer blowout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Bethany. It's you your were, time to shine, Bethany. Yeah, Let's you were go. just a food and wine. So, I would like you to to take us through a Let's couple dish, of maybe Bethany. your yeah. favorites or least favorites. or. So, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I didn't want to try a ton of stuff because I wanted us to experience it. We did our whole preview episode and we talked about things we were excited for, but like I couldn't, I had to try Italy because, duh. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I think will be a good comparison when we go again in like just two short weeks because we can see if anything has changed since then. So one thing I skipped that everybody loved and I'm excited to try with you guys is the fried pickles. I did not try them. Oh, I did not go to the I did not go to the donut, the fry box. I did not go to the fry box, <laughs> the fry basket, whatever fry it's basket. called. <laughs> the donut um, box, fry basket. I did. Yeah. I did skip that. Uh, so that was one. So there was only a few specific things I did. I stopped into brewing because I had to try the pickle milkshake. Of course. It was horrific. I am now convinced it's a cilantro. You know, like cilantro, half the people love cilantro and half mm -hmm. the people like, well, I wouldn't say love it. Like, you know, like. People are like, oh, yeah, cilantro is fine, or you mm -hmm. detest it. So I tried it with Shea Spence, and he told me it did not taste like vinegar at all to him. And all I could taste was vinegar. It hit you with, like, the milkshakes, that creaminess. Then it was vinegar. Then it was dill to me. Ugh. And I just was like, this isn't – I'm not made for this. But he was like, it does not taste like vinegar at all to me. I said, how does it taste like a pickle then? Because pickles are vinegar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I will make you guys try it. I did mm. not enjoy it. Are you guys cilantro lovers or haters? I wouldn't say I'm a lover, but I'm not a hater. Fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I won't like – sometimes the cilantro rice from like Chipotle will bother me. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. If He's I'm lying. He doesn't <laughs> like cilantro. <laughs> No, but like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. But I do like the the night monkey with the cilantro. Oh, that's true. That's like, okay. So I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm gonna like detest something, but I'm not gonna like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that one was interesting it. to me because I felt like the group was very split. I also saw I was there with Brooke McDonald. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. favorite reporter. She gives us all our breaking Disney news. She was like me and thought it tasted like vinegar. So we were very split on our thoughts of this. Interesting. And yeah. that's all I've seen has been completely polar opposites. Yeah. And I wouldn't say people love it. I would say that they're like, yeah, this is fine or this is horrendous. Yeah. Also, the topping, remember where you're like, oh, is that everything bagel topping? What is that? Yeah. It is peppercorns covered in chocolate. Oh, no. <laughs> No one wants no. that. No. <laughs> Immediately, no, no one wants that. I definitely, I wouldn't want that separate. And Is there I definitely dill on it that. too? Is there like there, fresh oh dill? There's fresh dill. And my favorite part of the fresh dill was I had gone to, you know, the bathrooms that are right outside the Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> right on the sink was one little sprig of dill that was just yep. like sitting in a little puddle of water. <laughs> and I was like, I really desperately want to take a photo of this because it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just this one sprigadil that had clearly come from the pickle milkshake. But yeah, that's a hard pass for me. What was good, and I cannot wait for you guys to try, was the impossible buffalo chicken tenders. Oh, I saw a photo of these and I literally they cannot. So they look so good. You wouldn't know that they weren't meat because mm -hmm. I feel like those type of chicken tenders, you know, they're like, yeah. you know. Um, the sauce was perfect. It had the right amount of spice to it. They were lovely, perfectly breaded. The fake blue cheese and fake ranch were also delicious, had no qualms about it, but the portion was massive. It was like five or six of those chicken tenders for $7.50, and the plate was like so heavy, so wow. heavy. We could have, you could have easily split that with five people and it would feed everybody and everybody wow. would be happy. It also looked like it had a decent amount of sauce, like it buffalo did. sauce. It did. It was good, though. So highly recommend. Um, but let's go to Italy. Oh, boy. Look, I was so hopeful for Italy. And I will say it is a vast improvement. Will it? it will any of this end up on the best of my fest? Absolutely not. Though, 
the cheesecake is competing to be on that list. It's wow. just expensive. But first thing I had was the meatball sub, the focaccia situation. I still cannot believe. I'm sorry. Yes, go. You posted, because, mm-hmm. you posted a photo of that. And you made you had a comment on there that said, it's not a sub roll. It's nope. literally two pieces of focaccia. And I was like, how the heck are you there was, supposed to eat that? Correct. There was not even a knife at the, you know, silverware stand there either. Oh, my God. No, It was no, just no. two slices of focaccia that were probably an inch thick wedged together that had meatballs and then had piped. And I know for a fact it's stracciatella, which is what is in burrata and ricotta, which the menu advertises burrata. Stracciatella mixed with ricotta is not burrata. It's also not what the photo suggested. Correct. The stock photo that they took, completely yeah. different. I was in line and I like Snapchatted you guys. I was like, guys, I just saw it walk by and there's just some, it's piped, it's piped, it's piped people. <laughs> and I was going to say something, but the woman in front of me was in a full-fledged argument with the chef by the time I got up because I had said that's not burrata when we were in line. And she looks at me and she goes, that is not burrata. So by the time I got up to go get my food, she is arguing with the chef and she's like this is not burrata and he's like it's stracciatella and she's like well that's not burrata and they're going back and forth the chef has the biggest attitude with her needs his ego in check because it was he was arguing with this woman and he was like no i took the stracciatella and i mixed it with ricotta and they ended the conversation where they're still arguing and then she looks at him and goes grazie and walks away (laughs) (laughs) i love it I, i literally the woman was too stunned to speak i was like I do have a meatball sub. Thank you so much. But then she walked away and the chef was talking crap about her. And I was like, she was right though. Come on. If if, wow. if she was arguing with you something like, but she's right. That's not burrata. So, um, but overall, I feel the sandwich itself wasn't bad. It just, it had potential to be good. If it had been focaccia that was stuffed with meatballs and cut appropriately that you could eat it like a sandwich and then had burrata on top, it was it would have been good. I very or, much think. Or opposite. If it was like a piece of focaccia with a meatball yes. or two and the burrata. Like an open-faced meatball yeah. situation. Yeah, or like you just dunk the focaccia into the sauce in the burrata. Like, you Correct. know, like that's that would be that would be fine too. Was how was the sauce? Was it good? It was fine. It wasn't bad, though. It wasn't, like, super canned tasting. It good. was pretty good. Okay. But That's... I wonder how many people tried to pick those wedged pieces of bread up because they thought it was a sandwich, only for the meatballs to fall out from underneath it. Oh, I'm sure many. Because it looked people. like it from the photo you had. Yeah. Um, the pasta, which was a pasta that had Italian sausage and bacon. Mm. Trader Joe's. And, you know, we love Trader Joe's. But also, I said this to you guys. Somebody commented on my post and said every ravioli or any pasta that they use there is the brand you get at Walmart. Yep. (laughs) Which tracks. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel for the amount of money you're spending on it, I don't want something I essentially could piece together at my local Target. Yeah. Easily. Like a jar. Bacon. It was very bacony. Yeah. And the pasta was overcooked to the fact that it was gummy. Yeah, oh. that that shape though is is that's a yes. risk for that shape. Yep. And they should know because if it's if they're making boatloads of this, which yeah. who knows if they're selling a lot, I don't know, but I mean obviously they have to make a lot. It's it's very easy to overcook. Correct. Very easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. You know, you know, it's like that thing at Walmart. Don't they like honor like if you find something at a lower price? Yeah. Think we could do it at a daily booth. Like I found this pasta at Walmart for five dollars. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> will you honor that pricing for me today? <laughs> but I will say those two dishes, especially the meatball sub focaccia situation, huge improvement for Italy. Like huge. It's mm. not making my best of list, but and you know, price is obviously a factor because it was like nine and ten dollars. The next right. thing, though, the lemon ricotta cheesecake, it was delicious. Hmm. It is tiny and $8, but it was good. It wasn't as lemony as I expected it to be. Like, I didn't really get any lemon at all. However, the cheesecake had a nice texture. The taste was wonderful. The vanilla cream that was on it, you know, like a whipped topping was phenomenal and the strawberries were fresh and delicious so if this had been six dollars instead of eight it would have made my best of list wow mm-hmm. so knocking italy i see you i see you knocking on the door they're trying 
Wow. And, and, and again, that was the thing, like when I looked at it for the dessert, I was like, finally, the dessert is getting closer to something that seems Correct. authentically Italian. I know. Jeremy was like, it's not, it's not worms and dirt. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. In, in a, a pot. step above. That's for uh, sure. With hazelnut, Bethany, with hazelnut. Oh, come on. Sure. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is, it is getting closer to being something that's a little bit more authentically Italian. Correct. Maybe not cheesecake itself specifically, Why? but I mean, even at Primo Piatto, I mean, I talked about it on the last episode, but they have lemon ricotta pancakes Yeah. in the morning, you know? So like things like that are kind of like we're, we're, we're getting traction. Correct. <laughs> you know, the wheels are I, not just turning. You know, I, I, I said, uh, is this the redemption arc? And I genuinely think this could be the start of the redemption arc. Italy, do not do me dirty during Festival of the Holidays. We will be there on day one. And I swear, if I am giving you all this praise right now and you do me dirty with something terrible, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> Because we know they're planning that now. Well, I wonder if they'll do like a cannoli. I was about to say, I'm surprised they've never done a cannoli. Yeah. No, even if they did like a standard cannoli or even if they wanted to get crazy and do like a pistachio one or, you know, like. Yeah. Tiramisu. Tiramisu. Absolutely. Yeah. We said cassata cake. Come on. Well, yeah. Cassata cake's more. They wouldn't do it at Festival of the Holidays. Maybe Flower and Garden. Yeah. I'm just saying the last Festival of the Holidays was the salmon push pop. <sighs> so it won't be hard to redeem yourself from that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But because that screams Italian Christmas. Uh-huh. Salmon push pop. Your mom Maybe said she made it last year for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she it's did. Weird. Yeah. It's, it's one of the courses on the Dinner of the Seven Fishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Salmon, salmon in push pop. pop. <laughs> yep. Now that could be a booth I could get behind. What if they did yeah. seven fishes? We talked yes. about this last time. Did we? Yeah. Yep. Or a play on that, but just not salmon in a push pop. Yeah. No. <laughs> like. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's not hard to do seven, even if you were only going to do three or four dishes. Yeah. You can fit seven in, in that yeah. many. That would be a really cool arc, for the booth in Festival of the Hall would be well, to include the seven fishes. Disney, if you're listening. Yeah. Italy, if you're listening. Yeah, Italy, if you're listening, just do a, a like shrimp and clams and mussels. And scallops, uh, like pasta, pasta dish. Uh-huh. There's four yeah. right there. Then you just need to do three more and another couple dishes. Yeah. You're good Put to go. Put that salmon and the push pot back on there. There's one. <laughs> no, Colin. <laughs> no, calamari. Oh, Gotta some do calamari. A calamari. That would be good. Yeah, I either a fried or though. have you ever had a calamari salad? Like, yes, not delicious. yes. Oh, so good. They could do that, and mm-hmm. then some sort of um, oh, it was, uh, what are they called? Smelts. Is that what they're? They're. It's a fish. I'm going to look it up. Yes, yeah, smelts. They're apparently very popular. I have Are never, ever, ever. They're like anchovies. They're like larger oh, anchovies. Yeah, yeah. I've never, ever, ever had one. But that's like a popular a popular fish to have, I guess. But you could do anything. I mean, flounder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything. But that would be good. The possibilities are endless, Italy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, improvement from Italy. I'm excited. We'll be back, like I said, in two weeks essentially to try everything and there'll be an entire episode of us just breaking down all of food and wine so if you're going at any time past when food and wine should actually start (laughs) yeah towards the end of august you'll have a full episode of us talking about all of our festival favorites yep that is an episode to come as well as a recap of mickey's not so scary yeah we're gonna try all the things Mm -hmm. victoria and albert we got a lot coming up we do yeah. And plus, we're going to do a trip preview yeah. over on Patreon as well. Talk about all the fantastical things that we are going to be doing That's in just fun. a few weeks. Yeah. So that's it for this episode of the Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on all our social media. You can support our show by subscribing on Instagram and subscribing on Patreon. Take a second to read our show on iTunes. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we will see you on the next show.